0: tonight. TV party tonight. TV party tonight. TV party tonight. We're gonna have our TV party tonight. Alright. We're gonna have our TV party, alright. Tonight. we got nothing better to do.
1: Hello and welcome to the Nostalgia Road Trip, where we take the short bus of life and crash it into that wormhole we call pop culture. This is the podcast, the only podcast running on the Super FX chip and coated in blast processing. I'm your host, Edgar Velasco, and with me is a man who likes to cleanse his palate and wet his whistle, Mr. Robert Menes. How
0: are you, Chief? Oh, that just sounds so dirty, doesn't it?
1: It sounds fucking disgusting, the fact that you're talking about wetting your whistle. I never liked that line, because wetting your whistle just sounds... Like you're dipping your dick in some kind of, like, fucking battery acid or some shit. God. It's not like
0: it, it's like those people that, you know, can't stand the word
1: moist. Oh, God. It depends on how you say it. Like, if you say, hey, moist, moistness, moisture, that's fine. But if it's an old lady and she's referring to some young-looking, good, you know, chiseled 60-year-old man at the local Starbucks saying, oh, he makes me moist. That's when you, you know, your dick goes inside you like a fucking dog.
0: No, no. What about, what about when they say it with a really weird, creepy voice? Like if they went, "moist."
1: Oh, that's freaking disgusting. Anything with old people um, that involves them talking about some kind of wetness, whatever it is, <laughs> darkness imprisoning me, <laughs> all that I see. Oh, like God. I want to, I want to. Po- that's the moist chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, no. But hey, Robert, guess what? What's up? I went to get myself another piercing. (laughs) What did you get this time? I got uh, another, the similar piercing on the opposite side of my lip uh, and uh, one I had from last time, I just had a a hoop uh, put in there, Um, but which brought to me an interesting question. Like in your youth or as you're maturing to adult, was there anything you ever wanted to do that? kind of was hindered because again you were a too young or b you know you you know it it was you know pretty much looked down upon in your household uh that you you know in in time that you realize like you know I'm a fucking adult I want to do this or you know or and during your youth that you did it and then you know it it was either trashed or thrown out or you know you were literally like you know disowned from your family somehow (laughs) or or, you know you would have second thoughts about doing it
0: oh well i would have done a tattoo but there's two problems what a the family would have probably had my hide yeah be needles
1: oh gee no because this brought up an interesting question because right now like again my birthday oh again happy belated birthday uh robert you know fucking you know you're right up there with fucking any other dirty old man Having his midlife yeah. crisis um
0: I am, I am having my midlife crisis now
1: no, but you know it made me think of time, you know, as I was getting these piercing, and now I get this new one a I can understand why people need do come back for more piercings or more tattoos, like there's something interesting about it, and like for me it, it, right now, this is what i'm I'm sticking with right now, two piercings on my lip, and that's it. I'm not gonna get a nose, or I'm I'm not gonna get gauges, you know, fucking expanding my ear so i would be able to fucking carry extra groceries with me, like fucking a circus performer. But gonna four star-shaped
0: metal studs along your forehead, either.
1: No, no, I'm not fucking Vivian from the Young Ones. I'm not that punk yet. <laughs> no
0: punk enough yet for school.
1: <laughs> Have lentil casserole every fucking night. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> no, but. It, <sighs> Let me tell you about why I hate you, You. (laughs) Neil. Okay, hands up. Who likes me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but... The world needs Rick. No, but I I started thinking about the things I made and purchased and I did in my youth that I was automatically looked down upon or forced to reset back to normal standards. Um, There was a time I was hanging out with friends, and one of these friends was a girl I kind of liked, and we, we, you know, all of us were hanging out together. And she just out of the blue said, Hey, my sister's got a uh, spray on, um, fucking hair color dye. You know, it, it, you know, um, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. If she's, she's into it. She wants to hype it. You know, she's excited or whatever. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll volunteer. If I volunteer, she'll think I'm cool. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go out together, get married and all that other bullshit. Um, I, so my hair was sprayed on fucking like kind of bleach goldish. So I look like a fucking frosted tip. Douchebag of the 90s. Um, luckily, I, you know, I used to wear a baseball cap at the time. Uh, it was during my early uh, high school days, um, and I almost got away with it because the, the minute the minute I got home, my mom was like kind of asleep. So I said, "Oh, good, let me shower and I can just wash it off." I did the stupid thing that before I went in, I fl- you know I took my cap off and showed my sisters, and, my sister and my two brothers, that what I did. And then after I shower, lo and behold, my mom was asking, what did, what, why, you know, like, what happened? What did you do? And, of course, I did it. I, I, I got in trouble for it, Um, which, uh, which fast forward to a couple of years later, like, after college, and I'm going out with this other girl. And, uh, you know, we were hanging out, and her sister was coming to visit. And um, she said she had this whole, we went around buying, like, hair dye. Particular red colored hair dye. And it wasn't sprayed on like before where I can wash it off. This was... Oh, yeah. it's
0: the stuff that you got to kind of like bleach your hair and you got to apply, right? Exactly.
1: But here's the funny part. I thought we were doing it for her. And then she turns around and says, oh, no, we're going to do it on you. And I'm like, well, you're my girlfriend. I trust you. I love you. And uh, I guess it should be okay. So I do it. The minute I get home and my mom sees that shit she says you're not allowed back into the house until you get that shit off um oh boy and i was panicky because like oh my god i don't have any money I, I i don't know how to how to remove this shit luckily at the time one of my friends his father you know again old gray old man who you know you know again it, it, hence why there's so many just for men commercials because of you know coloring your gray, you know, it beard and your we- weird your beard or something like that. So luckily he had some black hair dye and everything was reset back to standards. But uh like th- both those times were moments like I wanted to do something, you know, for fun, for for you know, adolescent rebellion maybe, or just to impress a girl. <laughs> but. Both those times, I was literally given, like, you know, the wag of the finger and, like, the, the frowned upon, you know, uh, reaction. Whereas, I, I, it was almost like, I failed my family. Like, almost like a, some weird Japanese Yakuza shogun kind of thing. Like, yes. I dishonored the royal family. Oh, no.
0: Yes. No, my grandfather, if he had ever caught me with, like, dyed hair or a piercing or whatever... I was like yeah, he would have had my guts for garters.
1: Yeah, and then uh, and here's you the f- know, you're talking about an old school dude anyway. But was there anything on your? I have one more story, but has there was there anything that you were able to do? But then again, the family said you change it back, or you're fucking out on the street. Piercing. You uh, you actually got yourself a piercing.
0: You, know, you never noticed I had the scar on my ear from where it was?
1: No, I never really noticed. I, never, I look into your eyes, Robert, not your body.
0: I <laughs> into my eyes and, and hear my dulcet tones. I had a little hole on my left ear. I had a piercing. Yeah. And I had to take it off at 18 because my grandfather said, you're not going out into the working world with a piercing. It's funny how I'm that like, I'm thinking to myself. Well, video game designers don't give a shit what you have on your body. It's he got discouraged from that career choice anyway. So
1: it's funny how you say that because it is true. A lot of the criticism does come from family that has that old, that baby boomer mentality in a way, or that yeah, old, old school. Kids. You know, like oh, guys shouldn't have earrings. You know, because you know you might be considered, you know, quote unquote, you know what? Or like oh, that's that's too girly. Men should be this and that. You know, there was a very particular norms that needed to be followed, especially you know from a hispanic household old school Hispanic household, although it still it applies to every type of household at one time,
0: which but is it applied to us the most,
1: yes, of course, which is funny because these days, like you see high end paying jobs and guys dressed up like fucking douches with maybe certain piercings or tattoos exposed, you know it's a lot well, more peers
0: nowadays too, that's the other one,
1: yeah, but you know what I mean, like right now it's a lot more accepted. Whereas maybe back then, you know, in our age, even like fucking 80s, 90s. I mean, again, we come from an era where metal bands or hair bands, you know, had frontmen and you know, ba- you know, bassists, and all the band members were all you know wearing eyeliner, and they were criticized. Heck, you know what? Even Prince at the time was criticized. But the funny is part is, appearance? yeah, yeah. At times, you know, especially people who didn't understand his music. But, again, yeah. the, the the fact when they saw that he got a lot of women by wearing that, li- that mascara, you know, there were a lot of imitation bands that tried to do the whole Jerry Curl mascara, feminine, really, outfits kind of time.
0: Yeah, that slightly androgynous look that he used to do.
1: Which is also, you know, hence why, you know, rock bands had the same thing, where, like, is that a woman or a dude? <laughs> and like, I know, the
0: hair metal bands especially used to do that
1: yeah and um
0: you know it's it's
1: it's my it's still it's accepted but of course there you're gonna get looks from old people because they still hang on to those beliefs and those things um which we which fast forward to um jesus like maybe again after my college days where i was dating this girl and i saved enough money to buy myself like a goth uh fucking trench coat and these are like and I bought it from Yellow Rat Bastard. Now, for those who don't know Yellow Rat Bastard, that was the Hot Topic before Hot Topic got big. And Yellow That was Rat- New
0: York's own, own Hot Topic, in a sense. Exactly.
1: Where, yeah. unlike Hot Topic, it was a rented-out little area in the mall. Yellow Rat Bastard literally rented or bought a, a warehouse-sized like, kind of store.
0: Massive you know? storefront they used to have on Broadway?
1: Exactly. And even at the mall, they would buy this warehouse like like a stockroom you know sized store or you know area at the mall that was massive it didn't just sell like you know uh you know uh you know uh punk rock skirts band shirts and stuff like that but it also sold shoes skateboards you know uh, uh guitar yeah, they, supplies
0: they, they to, like how many subcultures skater punk rapper all of those guys
1: exactly And at one time, I was walking around and saw this amazing goth trench coat. It looked so amazing. It had zippers and spikes. And it had, like, this weird kind of girdle, you know, corset design in the back. And, like, oh, my God, so cool. I need to have it. And luckily enough, I saved my money and I was able to buy it. It cost, like, maybe $150. And the fact that I saved enough. And mind you, I didn't pay. Some of them was with dollars. Some of them was with quarters. And the fact Ah. that... And I pray and I thank the cashier to have enough patience to count the money with me as I was literally like an old person in a library at a fucking bank trying to, you know, make a deposit using coins, you know, spare change in my pocket.
0: No, but that's like the true New York method. It's like literally saving your coins. It's like, yeah, you practically bring the jar of coins with you to the store and just be like, can you accept this? Bunk, put it on the counter.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, like I, I actually bought it. And, like, you know, learning from the previous experiences with the hair dye and the hair color and whatever all this other shit, I decided to te- keep it secret. So that I would always have it, you know, rolled up in my book bag before I go to school. And then as I'm on the train or on the bus or I'm walking to school, I forget what, I would put it on and then put the coat I was using, put that in my backpack, and then just go to school like that.
0: Um hey, it- quick, quick goth jackets.
1: yeah and it was like pretty cool you know and it was during the time where i was super super skinny although i'm trying to get back into that right these days but
0: oh, you I, know my 30s are not being kind to me either
1: <laughs> no but you know just gotta maintain our routine like i do any which way you know like it, it was you know it made me feel good you know when you you know when you look good you feel good and when you feel good you look good in your mind and like i really like that jacket and then mm-hmm. one day one of my mom's ninja friends, A.K.A. you know, since we all live in the same neighborhood, someone in my mom's friend circle was bound to see me one day and then report back to the grand pūba.
0: Oh God!
1: Yeah. Somebody narked you. They narked me, and then I go to school. I go home from school one day, and she says, "Okay, open up your book bag," and there it is. And she threw it in the trash. Funny enough. <sighs> funny enough. When um the trash was put outside the house, I was uh, going out to pick milk or get picking up some water or something from the supermarket. And I noticed this particular, you know, amongst the trash, this was this weird, you know, uh, uh, small bag, you know, item that was rolled up in a plastic bag along with the trash. And guess what? It was the trench coat again. So I was able to take it out the trash bag before the trash, you know, pickup happened and put it away for another time. You know, it, Ooh,
0: wor- you just save it.
1: Yeah, it worked for me for a while until eventually I, my mom, I guess when I was at school or when I was, you know, uh, out somewhere, she went into my room, found it, and then threw it out with the trash. Ah. And the thing about that was that I bought it. It was with my own money. You know, I went to fucking recycle cans, recycle bottles, and all that other stuff. To get that money, you know, odd jobs and save up whatever I found on the street, dollars, quarters, you know, whatever I could recycle at the local Key Food, you know, put in the the little, you know, uh, two-liter, you know, bottle of soda, you know, crushing machine and get a quarter or a nickel. And... Uh, That's why,
0: like, you know, I used to wish, like, I could have, like, a door, like, a lock on my door so, like, nobody goes in my room when I'm away. Although it sucks because you're...
1: here. Parents are amazing in those feats. They're able to find ways around to get, you know, the info they need and also retrieve whatever it is they're looking for. Be it information or something you own. Like, they're able to break through those walls of uh, of privacy to get at what they're looking for. Which is sucks because in defense, they'll always say, you're living under my roof, you obey my rules. And that sucks because... As much as you want to, you know, you give opposition, it's true. Because A, at that time, you're not old enough to move out on your own. B, you don't have a job. So A, so you can't even keep yourself financially, you know, uh, uh you know, stable. Supporting, and yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go against you in whatever defense, you know, you have. You could say, hey, it's my money. I saved it. But guess what? At the end of the day, she's the one who runs the house and you're living there. She's the one feeding you. She's doing this. You know, and again, I wasn't like 20, you know, I wasn't like maybe my, my I was like 1918 or 17 years old. So for me to do that, like, yeah, I wasn't going to be allowed that type of freedom, which I guess fast forward to the reason why I'm doing the piercings now and everything. Whereas like, you really can't have that grass over me anymore. A, you live far away and B. I'm going to be fucking 38 years old in about, like, maybe two two weeks, maybe? No, three, in about three weeks. I'm like, you can't hold me down and use that as an excuse anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're an adult. You literally can do, like, whatever the hell you wish. And, you know, going back, I'm like, what I was talking about, too. You know what was really, like, really fucked up about my whole thing, right? With my extended family? What? It wasn't the scene band t-shirts. It wasn't the ripped up jeans so much. It was just simply the fact that i had a fucking piercing
1: and again it's that old school mentality like you're not supposed to have this or how are you going to achieve in life financially through a career or whatever if you wear an earring where again like i said right now it's a lot more accepted where you can have an earring and all this stuff a either you can hide it better or b it's just you know hey welcome aboard you're you know whatever you can be a millionaire of a fortune 500 company and still look like a fucking guy who sells pot outside the grocery store or some shit like that
0: yeah but it's like you know i wanted to be a video game designer and then you know that's another one too because my extended family thought oh that's not gonna make you any kind of money you know that's a useless career and stupid me at the time i listened to them you know what's funny about that i threw away a game i was writing like i was work in progress game and i threw the whole thing away
1: you know what's funny about that too that there were times like any parent during the Nintendo era, kids would spend hours and hours playing video games, and parents would say, "Oh, you're, there's no career in this, there's no that." And then fast forward a, a, a good chunk of years later, where people are have YouTube, you know, game review shows. There are websites dedicated oh, to
0: yeah, gamer, histor- gaming historians, game developers,
1: you know, magazines. There's like a whole world right now that caters to that, and it's just you know it's just finding having that time and getting that niche audience that develops into a, a a career i mean look at people who do youtube channels you know what be it whatever they review or whatever they talk about they make a good bank where they can be supported just doing that alone um whereas maybe back then like oh there's no money in public access there's no money in video games guess what there's
0: public access so you're throwing all your money in yourself
1: but here's the thing guess what YouTube is just another version of, you know, uh, public access except with better uh, video quality and better editing as well as better programs to run through your computer to make
0: it look a little bit better. Come on, I want to have the fun of like setting up the camera, downscaling it and feeding it through a VCR and like occasionally banging on the VCR to mess with the vertical hold. Yeah. And then just feeding it back out. Exactly, exactly. There's so many other
1: ways now.
0: you think of a truly old school public access.
1: And, I, and again, there are people who have been doing this for, like, five years, ten years on YouTube and now are, like, known hits. I mean, there are conventions, you know, that they're invited to, be it whatever genre they're covering or, you know, whatever they're invited to or events. You know, those people are invited they, or have their own little niche celebrityhood that, you know, back then during our time, people would, like, parents especially, would just, like, scoff at the idea Whereas someone who plays game, video games, you know, dedicating themselves, putting hours and hours, now there's a fucking league, video game, you know, playing league where, you know, you paid a good, a lot of money and get sponsors and stuff just by playing, being good at Street Fighter or being good at a fucking, what, a Kirby game or some
0: bullshit. But it's like, in my case, so it's like, you know, I played Doom and then I downloaded level editors and I started learning how to make my own Doom levels. And it's I funny like, I I had some of those left and it's funny
1: because yeah, you
0: and it's fun. levels I learned du- nukem levels so it's like I learned how to change assets in the game, like yeah. I actually learned the intricacies of video game design by playing tons of video games and dissecting them and it's funny you say
1: that because there are people who sell mods to certain games now, some of them
0: give them for free, some of them do sell them you know for like yeah, maybe two like, maybe two bucks, I don't know. but, I don't know. They but like, maybe they'll cover the cost of the CD because I remember like you used to be able to walk into a a store, and see like on the shelf, you see like you know level pack for Doom, level pack for Doom, or like a book that I bought that had like a full editor on it and a whole bunch of sample assets to try out. Exactly, you know, like that's what that's what the era was like back then.
1: Exactly, and uh, you know, and and people to this day still sell you know mods to games that a are broken and they're able to fix it so they can run better, you know, fix the graphics
0: or well, here, not so much sell but just offer it for free because like on steam you can get like fan patches and stuff and they're free to you know fix like broken games on steam for example
1: no but you know what i'm trying to say and even if they ask for some financial it's you know to pay for the hours they put in for that and some people
0: just cover like server costs to host it
1: or even you know here here's a donation because you made the game that was playing like shit run better here's a donation i don't care thank you and there are those people that you know you know they take those donations and it's very appreciative and you know things like that, you know, where if you continue doing what you're doing, you probably could have been a developer, or you could have been, you know, someone that within a community that could have been dependable. Like, oh, this guy can fix patch up games and stuff, or fix these, you know, bugs. And hey, you can m- make a little money on the side, e- even if it's a side job or a hobby. You would have been at least paid for it, and would have been maybe revered by some yeah. because of your Throw effort. Like
0: a fuck or two, because he fixed a game that didn't work.
1: Exactly. And it's yeah. weird that, you know, that old school mentality, again, still clings into some people where, you know, these days are like, get with the times, old man. And again, we, we always mention that, uh, you know, that, uh, Grandpa Simpson quote, you know, I used to be what's it and then it got, you know, uh, changed and it got weird and then you'll see it too. Like mm-hmm. that kind of statement is applicable still to a certain degree. But more and more so, it's getting distant where it's, you know, as long as you're doing what you're doing, as long as you're good at it, and as long as you enjoy it, like, there'll be people who accept it, a community, a business, you know, whatever,
0: and you can make, you know, bank out of it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, okay, um, some of I know enough, like, these to these fall under other examples for, you know, for certain things, right? Yeah. Let's see, like, you know, people who do, like, um, source ports of games that have been open-sourced by their original developers, for example. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't know, like, somebody takes, like, um, the original Doom engine, that's, like, one, and then they, like, they port it to, like, every operating system that never had Doom officially. Jesus Christ, and, like, all you talk about is all Doom. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's what it comes down to, It's like, you know, we just brought the game to, like, every operating system that never had Doom before, and we're giving away the engine to you. And it's, like, all I say is, like, go on steam or gog and buy the game and support id software you have the official data and you can use it on the source board.
1: exactly and like yeah. they're there and it's it's fun to know like you know mm-hmm. it, it i know on my end in terms of the, the the piercings and just all this stuff you know it it only comes maybe with a certain age or maybe a certain mindset that you finally say you know what i'm tired of being held down by these old standards and like i'm old enough to do this and that and that that you know, fuck. I want to get a piercing. Let me get a piercing. I mean, I dragged your ass to get, you know, so I can get a piercing just out of the blue. And then today, I'm
0: and some non-alcoholic mouthwash.
1: <laughs> yeah, some bubble kids, bubble gum flavored mouthwash to make sure I, you know, rinse after every cigarette I smoke. Um, uh, but you know, it's it, it's interesting to know, like that, you know, we always grew up with those mentalities or those certain things instilled in us from, you know, our family you know, restricting us, where at times, you know, we're afraid of doing these things because we're afraid of being shunned by our family, you know, or kicked out or, you know, looked down upon, you know, and it's understandable you get afraid because, you know, again, that's your only lifeline at the moment. Um, It's only when you know you're confident enough, you know where you, you have your feet on the ground, and you realize, you know what, I can do this now, and you, you know, you can't, restrict me on doing these things i can do what i want because it's in the end of the day you know yeah you should reach a certain age and then you're off to leave you know the bird's nest on your own and that should be applicable to what you're you know you want to do either in life you know uh whatever angle is coming from but more importantly it's just the fact that you know it in the end of the day it's your life pure and simple
0: And it's like, if people are going to badger you about, like, you can't do this, you can't do that, do this, you know, like, do this instead of do that instead, you know what, dig your heels in.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, sometimes it's very punk rock to, you know, stand against authority. Even at times, you know, and yeah, there are those parents, even to some to this day, that they see their kid dating a specific type or person or leave a particular lifestyle where they're, you know, like, automatically shunned from their family without even giving a time to talk about it. Um, It's sad, but it still goes on in certain areas of the world. Um, And, you know, it's interesting to know that, you know, certain mindsets are never going to be changed, no matter how many many times you try to convince them otherwise.
0: Uh, But, you know, like I always say, the old stick-to-your-own-kind mentality, screw that shit.
1: Stick-to-your-own-kind. What is it, fucking West Side Story? A boy like that. We'll kill your brother. A boy like that will fuck your mother.
0: No, there, there's still some old school, you know, some of that old school mentality of stick to your own kind and I kind of find that bullshit.
1: It is and to me the bad part is when it's instilled on someone and they follow through as well through generations even though at one time, like, hey, you used to do it too. Why are you so, like, I'm, you know, if if ever somehow I have a, evil spawn come out as a child or a son or a daughter or a daughter you know it's um ridiculous to know that like i'm gonna restrain this person no you can't do this i would you know pretty much say yeah i did this before and i can understand where you're coming from um all you need to do is make sure that it's right for you and you want to do this you know have a sit down conversation that's all it takes sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it just takes a one-on-one sit down, explain your, you know, your your, your reason, your purpose, your why you did this. And then, you know, try and have an open open mind, be open-minded about it. And then, you know, give feedback, but also, you know, maybe give, give a criticism, but also be able to take criticism.
0: But basically at the same time too, it's just like, if you and your partner are happy, is that more important?
1: And you want to get a piercing or a tattoo or all this?
0: Isn't that your decision? Yeah.
1: Is it decision? Yeah, but if you're a young person at a young age, you know, mm-hmm. be an open-minded individual that will take criticism, constructive criticism, and also, but be able to at least back it up. Don't just you know fucking roll as a, roll to like a ball and fucking roll away because the minute you hear you know uh, 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 uh you know opposite ends coming at you.
0: Exactly. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, don't be stupid and just think, like, oh, your mother's going to love you because you got a mother tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs you while you're halfway getting the moth the filled moth. in. That, nice Simpsons
1: reference again. <laughs> oh, no. But it's been like an it's issue.
0: she like, take you right to the doctor and laser it off.
1: It's an interesting, it's an, it's, this has been an interesting episode where we talk about piercings growing up and then you reveal to the world that you yourself had a piercing. I never knew that. But then again, I was always enthralled into your eyes and your, your nice tight ass and your a big dong.
0: A beautiful baby browns.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're shit for brains. <laughs> oh no, but if people want to contact you, know more about you or maybe discover some other areas that you didn't share, how can they
0: do that? Uh, there's the Facebook group and there's Twitter at Lambda Calculus. That's L-E-M-B-D-A-C-A-L-C-U-L-U-S. Or the official Twitter, which is at N Road Trip Cast, Or our website, which is NostalgiaRoadTrip.com. Or our new server on Discord, which you can find by searching for the Nostalgia Road Trip.
1: Always awesome. Killing brain cells, educating some, and then just piercing them with a hot knife through butter. But to then, my friend, it's been a pleasure, and I'll definitely see you next time
0: peers